Hi, everybody. The second half of the baseball season is upon us. Welcome to the Blake Street Irregulars, your local Colorado Rockies podcast brought to you by our friends at Tap 14. Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, uh, just catty corner of the Rockies home plate entrance at Coors Field. You can go there uh, pre-game, post-game. If you don't have tickets, you can go there during game. You can go there when they have road games. That's actually a great idea. Wonderful rooftop beer garden there that's terrific. You know how nice Colorado nights are in the summer, and it's one of the best places in town to enjoy it. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 distilled Colorado spirits, and a delicious menu in a great setting. Even if it's one of those 100-degree days that Colorado's been having recently, that's all right because they've got misters up there on top. You'll stay nice and cool and enjoy the Colorado outdoors. Check them out at tap14.com. Spell that out, tap14.com. My name is Sean Drotar. With me is... Is Ronnie Court. You hear Ronnie as a guest here a lot. And uh, when I was out of town, Ronnie took over as the uh, host and kept things going while I was gone. So, Ronnie, uh, thank you very much. Of course. Ronnie K Radio on Twitter is where you can find him. He's also the host of the Broncos Blitz podcast that Mile High Sports has going. And that one is about to ramp up really soon because we record this starting next weekend. The Denver Broncos will start their training camp. So uh, if you're a Broncos fan as well, make sure you check that out. Ronnie's got all the good stuff coming up. And, and boy, when training camp hits, so this is going to be your place to make sure that you can check in, whether you listen to podcasts on it work or uh, uh, your drive or whatever, Ronnie will have you covered. So make sure you check that out. But as we look at the Rocky season, the Rockies now find themselves as we begin the second half, only two games out in the NL West. They're half uh, one and a half behind the Diamondbacks, two behind the Dodgers. They take on the Diamondbacks for three games this weekend. That's a big start. Uh, The Rockies have a chance to get things going right off the bat. The uh, pitching matchups are generally not in their favor in this matchup, you have Herman Marquez with the opener on Friday. Uh, he'll go against Robbie Ray. And then the next two games, you have Kyle Freeland versus Zach Godley. And then John Gray looking to repeat his outstanding performance, returning from Albuquerque in a pinch due to some injuries. See if he can get that done. Uh, he gets a tough pull. He gets Zach Greinke, which makes this. Oh, that game on Sunday will be a rematch in Arizona of the disastrous wild card game. Uh, last year. So if John Gray has really gotten better, uh, he's going to get a chance to fight those ghosts this weekend. Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't want to look at one start from John Gray coming back from the minor leagues and say, oh my gosh, he's okay. Uh, I need to see more. And it's just plain and simply put, need to see more consistency because before he got sent down, yeah, we saw some starts where he was tremendous, where he'd go seven innings and he'd throw 100 pitches, only allow three, four hits, strike out 10, wouldn't walk a batter. And then the very next start, he couldn't go four innings. So I need to see consistency. We already know John Gray has the great stuff. Need to see consistency, and so, um, and and really all across the team, you know, because this is a team that is in the hunt right now, you know, and I know that they're trailing the Dodgers, and the Dodgers made the deal for Machado, and everybody wants to talk about this or that. The fact of the matter is that the Colorado Rockies are in striking distance, and that's all you can ask for. Uh, they should be buyers at the deadline, although I think they'll be boring buyers, but that's another conversation for another podcast. Yeah. Um, but this second half it was a problem last year for them. Uh, Pitching numbers and batting numbers. If you look at some of the average out numbers, not the accumulative numbers, because again, it's not the 
it, it, I guess we're calling this the unofficial official second half of the season. There's lesser games in this front half and this second half. Yeah, I mean, half. the Rockies have played 96 games. So, yeah. I mean, you're a decent ways into the second half, truthfully. But but this is a team that really needs to be consistent with hitting and pitching. And when they show that they can put it together, they can be a very good team. You mentioned some of the, the, the starting lineups for the opposing pitchers uh, over the next three days. And you mentioned that they're, they're going to be underdogs in all those cases. I look at that and I say I don't care because I know if this offense plays to the the capacity that they can, they can beat a Godley. They can beat a Robbie Ray. They can beat a Zach Greinke. They've done it before, but they have to consistently do that over time. They'll get a chance on Friday, as we said, Herman Marquez uh, starting that series off. Marquez has won his last three starts. He's actually won four out of his last five starts, so he's been pitching quite a bit better. Uh, only allowed more than two, or, or sorry, pardon me, more than uh, two earned runs in the, the last four, in his last three minutes, but two earned runs, one earned run, one earned run allowed against Arizona, Seattle, and the Dodgers, respectively. Uh, lost that one game against uh, Miami, allowed five earned runs. But Marquez has been pitching quite a bit better. The walks have been really limited in those mm-hmm. last three wins. He's walked only two guys. So that's been outstanding. They need that to keep coming. For the uh, Saturday game, Kyle Freeland actually in his last five starts, six starts, pardon me, has only won twice, but he's kept the game, the team in the game a bunch of the time. The Rockies have won four of the six that he's been in. He just hasn't been able to get those wins, even though he hasn't allowed more than a pair of earned runs since June 10th. Well, and I'm gonna Freeland's go, been dealing. Absolutely. And I'm going to go back to the, what you were talking about with the walks. The walks are going to be absolutely crucial for these pitchers because, I mean, for, for those who want to talk about Coors Field and the damage that walks do there, Arizona is like Coors Field 2.0, okay? It really is kind of like a mini version, and when you get situations where you are walking batters and then you get to an Arizona lineup, that is pretty darn decent. They've got that guy named Paul Goldschmidt uh, in the lineup who is that powered bat. David Peralta's had a really, really good year as well, too. So uh, you you can't beat yourself. And that's what walks are. They're beating yourself. And in a division that is so competitive right now between three teams that are going to be what I believe at least in the hunt for throughout the rest of the year, you can't do stuff like that. So it is going to be... um, I'm going to be curious to watch to see how Marquez does, uh, particularly in the Friday game, uh, to see if he has that electric stuff that is on point because I've been observing Marquez over the past month and it seems like he has that when it's on the road. When it's at home, different story. So that's going to be one thing to watch. But then, of course, obviously towards the back end of that series with John Gray as well, too, because we want to see John Gray become this consistent pitcher as well, too. And and that's been something that's plagued him as well, too, is those walks. Yeah, this is an important string of games here, because keep in mind, you're talking about Arizona out of the shoot. Then you have Houston come to Colorado for uh, a couple there. That's obviously a big deal, and it's an outstanding team. And then you have Oakland, and and laugh if you will, but see, Oakland's actually really good this year. So uh, the Rockies open up with some really good good opposition, and you're right. They, they now deal with the Dodgers team that made a trade for Manny Machado, and uh, you're going to have him in the lineup. That happened during the All-Star game, which was interesting. But the Rockies need to put that out of their head. Are they going to try to make a move? Yes. But that's for the front office to worry sure. about. The players, Bud Black's got to keep these guys in understanding. Don't worry about what the Dodgers are doing. Worry about what we're doing. Let's just keep collecting wins, keep winning series, and the rest of it's going to kind of fall together as it does. So 
keeping their head about them is going to be a big part of it. And this team is in a spot where it is so tight. They fought their way to get back into this. But you cannot, over the next basically week, where they're going to have between now and, and uh, next, next weekend series, so about 10 days. But, I mean, you can't go through those uh, eight games and lose five of them. Uh, you're in trouble because now you'll find yourself right back into fourth place and the way you approach the trade deadline might be altered significantly. Getting off to a, a hot start is important, and that's even more than the pitchers. It's more than the starters, the relievers. If they do get a lead, they have to find a way to hold it. And certain players who have been scorching hot, Trevor Story, who parlayed that into an all-star appearance where he hit a home run there, two at-bats in a row for Trevor Story. Sunday's walk-off was his last at-bat in the regular season. He walks up in the all-star game and ties the game with a home run there. He has to stay hot. Ian Desmond has to stay hot. And the rest of the guys that normally produce for you, Arenado, Blackman, LeMahieu, all of those guys have to be hitting on all cylinders because this team cannot afford to come out of the shoot slow. Well, and more importantly, with the way the schedule sets up for the next 50 plus games, you are looking at a span of 20 games right now that are really going to define where you're going to be in position once come September. September is a crucial month for Colorado because they play basically divisional opponents from August 30th till September 24th with four of those series on the road. So I'm not saying you have to be in the lead when you come to that point. Just be in striking distance because you have opportunities then. Uh, you mentioned, you know, you don't want to come out of the eight slow, obviously, because then you you may potentially flip from buyer to seller at the trade deadline. I don't think that's going to be the case, period. But I suppose that could put a, a at least the idea in the thought of that front office. So this is a really crucial stretch for Colorado. And this is the kind of stretch that makes the difference between good and great teams. Are you going to be in the playoff hunt or are you just a scrawny team that was a flash in the pan? in the first half of the season that flails out in July, August. So uh, if Colorado is serious about this, if if the culture has changed like everybody thinks it has, and I believe it has been in that clubhouse, uh, that front office believes they want to win now and, and, and the Monforts are spending money, it is time to put the big boy pants on and it's time for the players to produce because this is the stretch run that sets you up for that crucial division run. And, and the schedule is nasty. Between tonight and August 19th, I mean basically a month, the Rockies play exactly one series against a team that is under 500. That's the Pittsburgh Pirates in early August. The Pirates are only one game under 500. But by that's the time, good. That's by the time the Rockies play them, they may be over 500. The Rock, They're going to get a real test. Yes. We'll find out if they're legit or not because they're going to have to go play teams that are going to make the playoffs. And they're going to have to play teams that are in the hunt for the playoffs. It's going to be a, a very, very interesting stretch for them and something to keep an eye on. But it's exciting at the same time. The, the Rockies now... Over the last probably two to three weeks, we're playing their not only the best baseball of the year, maybe the best baseball they've played in about five or six years. Yeah, was the All Star break at a the, pro, quite potentially the worst timing this it, year? It felt like it because they really were absolutely did. rolling. But I don't know how much that matters. It, it feels like it a bit, but I don't know if this the gap is so big that it completely cools the team off. I also don't know if players. Some players are superstitious about it. Some players understand, like, it doesn't have anything well, to do with anything. We're playing well. We're playing well. We play right. We play right. Uh, it, it's not a, really about a streak or, or a hot streak or a cold streak. Those things uh, are really you know, just kind of what we call 
uh, a bunch of favorable statistics. But let's also know, I mean, Colorado fans are very well aware of what a run can do for a team. And I think that's how a lot of people define seasons, too, is you have those 60 games that you win, you have those 60 games that you lose, but there's always that one, two, three run, whether it be a big losing streak, big winning streak, that kind of defines your season. Um, So if Colorado can carry that through and run with some of the bigger boys in the league, because like you said, a lot of these teams are at 500, and this is what you want as a Rockies fan. that You want to be challenged. If they come through this string. You don't want to be a team that beats up on the Padres every single week. Yeah, because you don't know what you are. If you you come through this string over the next month and you are still in contention, you also have the ability to look in the mirror and say, we're a good team. Yes. It's not a fluke that we're where we're at because we've been playing good teams and we've been beating good teams and we're in playoff position. Uh, That's because it's something we've earned. So this to me is going to be a really fascinating a couple of weeks as they get close to trade deadlines, they try to finish out the month strong and get the momentum back that they were having, that they're also getting healthier, which is good. Uh, Chad Bettis is uh, basically to be determined for his next start. Antonio Senzatella may be ready reasonably soon as well. So the Rockies might have more pitching than they know what to do with, which is probably good because you've talked about it with John Gray. Have, yeah. Let's say John Gray comes out and lays an egg against Zach Greinke again. It's not impossible. The Rockies basically say, hey, thanks for that spot start. It's great you did great at it, but this isn't what we're after yet, and we're sending you back down. To, to be able to give, at least have that option, you definitely have to have a few more guys healthy. So for the Rockies, everything really is hitting on all cylinders. Now it's it's not about any sort of luck that, oh, these guys are hurt, or this is happening, or this is happening. The, the Rockies are as healthy as any other team at this point in the season, and Everything is basically now up to them. It's not a lot of random factors that are deciding games yeah. or things like that. They have the opportunity to try to chart their own path. So the opportunity is in front of them. If you're a good team, prove it. Win, win these games. I, win, the, win the series against Arizona. Split against Houston. Uh, win the series against Oakland. All of a sudden, you're looking like the cream of the crop type team in the NL West, and you are right in the thick of it as you get into that divisional stretch. It'll be fascinating to see where this goes. We'll be back next week to talk about this Arizona series, and obviously a monumental series. We're still in July, but uh, with the Rockies' position, if you were to sweep this series... They would find themselves all alone in second place and have an opportunity uh, to gain directly on the Dodgers. So uh, this is a big series. Hopefully it goes well for the Rockies on the road where they've quite frankly been very good this year. So that's something that's uh, beneficial for them as well. We'll keep an eye on that over the weekend. And in the meantime, when you're watching the Rockies, if you're in downtown Denver, stop by Tap 14. They're right at 1920 Blake Street at that beautiful rooftop beer garden. You cool off, watch the game on TV. They have the TVs. You can see it everywhere. Uh, they keep they keep the misters up there in case it's hot at night. But generally, you know, when it gets dark in Colorado, you have this beautiful slight breeze running around, and it's gorgeous at nighttime in Colorado. You have a great view at Tap 14, looking at the downtown Denver on one side and looking over at Blake Street on the other. Make sure you give them a look. Tap14.com. Spell that out. Tap14.com. Com. Ronnie, thanks. As, as always, a good opportunity to talk to you about uh, the Rockies sort of resetting now. It's an opportunity to, to start making the run. And the truth is, you make the run to the playoffs, it really does start now. Yeah, and we'll see how they, you know, obviously they're on the road for this Arizona series, so we're, we're not on the road with the team. But I am interested to get back into the clubhouse against the Houston team, the Oakland team, see how this team is, uh, particularly after the Arizona series, because now the All-Star break's completely in the rearview mirror. Uh, you are back fully recharged with a test already right in front of you. We'll see how they react. We'll see how the, the feel is. And, uh, of course, keep up on Twitter and uh, MileHighSports.com. Absolutely. You can catch us uh, anywhere on that MileHighSports.com. You can... 
download the app. You can get this on the website. You can find all of this everywhere on demand. And uh, if you listen to the radio program as well, you can listen on the app or, or online. I'm on in the mornings and weekdays, 7 to 9, uh, for the morning drive program there. And you can actually now watch it, too. We stream uh, cameras in the studio, so you can actually watch it if you want to and, and see what the sounds uh, of the voices are, connect to the faces, and you will... As always with radio, be surprised and think, wait a minute, that why does that voice come Face out of that Face for radio, person? voice for newspaper. Yeah, it's, oh, wow. You never heard that? No. Wow. Maybe, maybe it's because I don't have a voice for newspaper. Oh, I do. So. <laughs> <laughs> for Ronnie, I'm Sean. Thank you very much for listening. Follow him at, at Ronnie K Radio on Twitter. I am S Drotar, S-D-R-O-T-A-R. We'll be back next week talking about the Rockies with the champion, Astros coming to town. That should be a show. So keep it right here. Thanks for downloading the podcast. We'll be back next week. This is the Blake Struder regulars from Mile High Sports.